Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Last week I talked about just idols, things that that we put in front of ourselves, things that, that we put before God, things that we, if you will, worship um, with our time and, and just really giving all of ourselves to, to different things or trusting in different things besides the God who saved us, that created us, you know, the one who is actually worthy of our praise. And, um, and today I want to talk about idols in, or altars. Um, and really those two go together because uh, our idols need to be put on the altar. Uh, who we are, our dreams, and, and, or whatever it is that, that we may trust or, or be looking to. Um, and those things need to be placed on the altar. You know, altar, altars, having trouble saying that word, altars. <laughs> Are, are tools to, to bring us to a place of repentance or we need to come and be willing to repent and, and lay down whatever it is that needs to be placed on the altar. Sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes it's, you know, even, even what God has spoken over us, our prom- the promises that he's given us. You know, I was talking with, with somebody about things that God's spoken uh, to us, to, to Pastori and I, um, over the years, and, and talking about how too many times we can, we can take and look at those things and start trying to do them ourselves or start trying to manufacture something, or God said this, and, and so now I'm going to... Do all these things, because this is what he said. But in reality, when we start doing that, we start trusting ourselves more than we're trusting him. And that thing that he spoke over us or to us can be something that actually keeps us from what he actually wants to do. So those things even need to be placed on the altar. In Genesis 22, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham! And he said, Here I am. So God called out to him and said, Abraham! Abraham's like, Yeah, I'm here. Here I am, God. I hear you. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. He doesn't even tell him. You know, it just makes me think that, don't forget, next two weeks, Pastor Rick is going to be preaching a powerful message and word, and we want everybody to be there. And he's going to be talking about a lot of the things around, around what 
I'm talking about, about Abraham and, and so many things, and it's a powerful, powerful message. But God speaks to, to Abraham and he says, go to this place, this, you know, you go, go toward Moriah, but I'm going to tell you later where exactly you need to go. And, and I see the trust and the, the faith in, in Abraham in this moment. And it just astounds me. You can imagine. You can imagine. He, God is asking him to take this son, right? The promise. Like I was talking about, the promise that God had given him. And to put him on the altar to offer him as a burnt offering. First of all, this doesn't even seem like God because God is all already, he, he's spoken, or not already, but later on I think it is. He speaks and he says that you're not supposed to. Don't be like those other people that are offering sacrifices of their sons and their daughters. And sometimes it seems like in these things, they're like, God, do I really need to lay this down? Do I really need to give this to you and, and, and place this on the altar? Because I don't even, I mean, you spoke this over me. You said this thing to me or what you wanted from me, but now you want me to place it on the altar. Don't you remember these things, you know, I, can you imagine the things that were going through his head that, that the, or the things that go through our head, right? Don't you remember what you spoke, what you said to me, right? And what he said to Abraham, he said, I will bless you. I'll make you the father of great nations. Look up at the stars. You can't even count them. That is going to be your descendants, those that come after you will be like the stars in the sky. And now God is asking him to place on the altar the promise, who if he doesn't grow up old enough to have a son, none of these things that God has spoken over him will even come to pass. And I think about those things like my, my questions that I have, you know? God, if I lay all this on the altar, how, how is it going to come to pass? And it's not even as bad as with Abraham, his only son that God promised. The one that God promised was going to be the heir. Go place him. But do we trust God even when we don't understand? Do we trust Him even when it doesn't make sense? And see, that's, the, that's I think, the question really that we need to ask ourselves. Because if we feel like we need to keep hold of something, that's probably when it needs to be placed on the altar? Do we trust God 
that he will provide, that he will take care of us. So in 22, verse 3, it says, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then, on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back. Now, a couple of things in here. It starts off saying, so Abraham rose early. And, and if you will, if you go with me in, in this, I imagine, you know what I do whenever God's asking me to do something? Sometimes, sometimes not all the time, I'm not saying this, but, but sometimes... God's like, tomorrow I want you to do this. I might try to sleep in. Like maybe if I wait a little longer, God will change his mind. Maybe he'll say something else, you know? He'll be like, no, I was just kidding. You can, you know, do this other thing. But it says he arose early. He got up. I imagine like the night before, he, he purposed in his mind that God has spoken to me and asked me to take my son and go offer him, to take this promise and offer him as an offering, as a burnt offering. And while there probably was many questions in his mind and different things going on, I just imagine that, that he just purposed in his mind saying, I am going to wake up early before the devil even tries to get me to stop. Before there's even any thought in my mind that something else is going to happen. I'm going to wake up earlier than the mess in my head. But he set his mind to wake up. So he arose early. Got everything ready. And it says, then on the third day, he lifted his eyes. Now, it was a journey. God didn't say, offer up your son and I'm going to make it easy for you. Do it in your backyard. And there was a purpose for this. Because on that mount, there is is the place, I believe, where Jesus was offered up. And because this is a picture of what Jesus did for us. And there's so much purpose. Can we even understand that? How much purpose there is in God asking us to bring ourselves to the altar and place these things. So much that we don't even understand or we might not even know for so long what the purpose or the reason is, but can we understand and do we trust him that he has so, so much? But three days journey, can you even imagine? Not only do I have to take up my son and get all the stuff prepared, 
I'm going to wake up early and do it, but I've got a journey three days thinking about what I am going to do. Are we willing to follow God in that journey, in that place? No matter how long it takes, I th- oh. to trust Him to go where He's asking us to go. In verse 6 it says, So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. Not not only is he bringing his son to offer him as a burnt offering, but when he gets to the mountain, he places the burden on him. I think too many times these things that, that, that we are trusting in, these things that we need to lay on the altar... They're not carrying any weight. They're not carrying the weight that they need to carry. And it's because we don't understand what it is that needs to be accomplished for these things to come to pass. But God does. But he places the wood on his son. And it says, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said to him, here I am, son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. God will provide for himself a lamb. So many things in here, but first thing I think is like, do we believe that God will provide for himself? What he's asked us to do If he's asking us to do it, he will provide a way through it. He will provide us a way. It's what he's asked us. Another thing I think about this scripture is 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 the thing that we need to lay on the altar is probably going to question us as we're bringing it to the altar. Now it doesn't say that Isaac was complaining or screaming or crying out. He didn't really even know probably what was going to happen, but but in our lives many times those things that that we need to lay on the altar before God are going to cry out and say, wait a second, I see the wood, I see the fire, but what exactly are you going to place on this altar? Are you sure that 
This is the thing. That this is the thing that you should be laying down. Remember, this is the promise. This is the promise of God. This is what he's spoken over him. And it's what he's spoken over us many times, those things that we need to lay down. And I, I've heard story after story, and I, I mean really just in myself, I'll even say. That the times that I've seen God move the most is when I get over myself and I lay that thing. God, you've spoken that thing over me, but it doesn't matter that I care about it. What matters is what you care about and what you think and what you want. And I will lay this thing down before you. And that is when God moves the most, at least in my life. But do we trust Him? Do we say, He gave it to me, why, why would He take it away? Why would He, do we understand? Do we trust that He will provide? In Hebrews eleven seventeen. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. See, he said, <laughs> it says he was tested with the promise that God gave him. But what Abraham trusted was not what he had, but who God was. And it says that he believed, he trusted, and he had faith, even if he had to go through it, that God could raise him from the dead. Whatever it is, that thing, that promise, that, that thing that God has spoken over you that he wants you to lay down, could, do you believe that even if you have to go all the way through it, that God can raise it from the dead? Because he can. And I just, I just think about what, what Abraham is, is putting there on the altar in the trust that he had, the faith that he had in God. God gave it. God can take it away. God can bring it back. God can give something different. I don't know, but God will provide a way. And in Genesis 22, 9, it says, Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand 
and took the knife to slay his son. He took the wood that Isaac had carried up and he put it in place in order to make the sacrifice that God had asked him to. I just imagine each piece of wood being placed down, what is going through his mind. And then I think, well, really, those things, those same things go through my mind when I place that wood for the altar. God, but I trust you. I, I trust you, but I don't understand. I, I trust you, and I, I may not see the way that you are going to work through this or provide, but I trust who you are, and I have faith that you will do what you said. As he places the wood in order, and then he binds the promise, he binds Isaac on that altar. Lifts up his hand. Like you, could, you can imagine with me that, that he is ready to go through with it. And my question to you is, are you ready to go through with it? No matter what, you will give it to God on the altar. Will you lift up your hand, ready to allow that thing to be gone, to say, I don't trust in this promise. I don't trust in anything here. The only thing that I put my trust in is my heavenly Father. The only thing that, that my faith goes to is the God who created me, and He's the one that gave me this, and he's the one that can provide it again or bring it back to life. He was committed and trusted God. He didn't understand. I mean, that's the thing. When we, when we read these stories in the Bible, it, it's easy to say, wow, yeah, I mean, I understand because, you know, God was doing so many things, and, and you get the whole story. But in my life, it's so hard. But, it, but, in, but you don't understand the things that I'm going through that you don't, you don't understand. But I do, because it's the same with me. That we may not know all the things that, that God wants to do, or how he will provide. But we have to stand in faith and, and believe that he is a God that provides. That he is a God that moves and is alive and well. That he cares for you. So in verse 11, as he raises up his hand, it says, Genesis twenty two eleven. But the angel of the Lord called to him, from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the lad 
or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now I know. For now I know that you fear God. Are we willing to allow these things in our life to be tested by God so that, they can, so that we can be proven worthy, so that we can be proven faithful? We, I mean, we can all say it. We can all believe it. We can say, God, I trust you, and you're going to do great things in my life, and you've promised these things to me, and, and I believe you, and, and I, I, I trust you, I have faith. But then we struggle when he asks us to take it to the altar, right? When he asks us to, to allow him to burn it up. But will we lay it on the altar? Do we trust that He will provide? With our dreams, our accomplishments, who we are, what we have. You know, We all like to say, whatever God says, I will do. I'll do it. And I don't, I don't want us to come to this moment where we're called to account on that. I don't pray that over any of us. But sometimes those things do need to be called to account. I'm, I'm so grateful that we live here in a place that, that is free, that we, there's no persecution. But I'm also frustrated that it's so free that there's no persecution sometimes because we become weak in our faith. Because we become stagnant in our relationship with God. We come to church and sing the songs and, and do all the right things, but then walk away and, and nothing is changed in our life. And God says, I want to do something in you. I want to do something through you. I, I want to do something in the world and I want you to be a part of it. But if you're coming and just going through the motions and not placing it on the altar. If you're not placing your trust fully in who I am, your faith, placing those things in me, how do you suppose that I'm going to use you whenever things look a little difficult? I mean, I look at, at different places around the world and today where there's persecution and I'm, 
I'm frustrated about it. But at the same time, I'm so exhilarated and in awe because of the people that are growing out of the persecution. And then Tori and, and I talk, you know, about like what's going on in the world today and all this stuff is, you know, I get a little bit more excited than, than she does sometimes at, at like thinking about like the bad stuff that's going to happen. You're like, that's kind of weird. You get excited about that. But I, I think, I think if we believe that things are going to get worse before they get better or before God sends Christ back. I mean, do I want it to happen or not? When I see these things going on, it, it may excite me just because I, I think I want to be put in the fire and tested and proven worthy, not because of who I am, but because I trusted God. I want, I want us to be tested. You guys are like, wait, wait a second. Don't tell me that. I don't want to be a lazy Christian. I don't want to be a, you know, a soft Christian or somebody that just comes to church. I, it's like so many people go to church. Great. And you should, but we shouldn't come to church just to get, oh, I hate it when people say this, but I'm going to say it because I don't know what else to say, to get our ears tickled, you know? You know, I, oh, I just want to hear a good word and feel good, you know, like. I want somebody to preach something that makes me feel good. Why? So you can go out and, and be soft? So you can go out and, and, and lose your faith whenever something bad happens? So you can go out and deconstruct? You know, I... I mean... Some things need to be deconstructed in the church, but they're not the Bible, and they're not, they're not what God is speaking. What needs to be deconstructed is our beliefs and how we have changed what he said. I, are we going to be his people? who he's called us to be. In order to be those people, we have to trust him fully. In verse 13, Genesis twenty-two, thirteen, 13, it says, Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there was behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. We want God to provide. We want Him to do the work 
you know, in our lives to, to do those things that he's promised. But will we go to the mount where the Lord provides? And that mount where the Lord provides is the mount where the altar is. It's the place where we have to lay down all the things that we want and, and that we care about and that we think that we need in order to grab hold of what he wants. <sighs> do we believe? See, and then the question is, do we believe that he will provide? And I, and I think that's the major question that we have to ask ourselves. Because if we don't believe he will provide, we won't place it on the altar. Do we believe that he will provide? See, Abraham had, had no idea what God would do, but he believed that he could do it. And that was enough for him. Too many times, myself included, we want to know the steps, the plan, and how God is going to use it or change it or provide. I will tell you, that, that is one of the things that I've had to lay on the altar for this past year. My trying to figure it out before it happens. I like, I love to figure things out. My sons get this from me. It's, it's really annoying because they like to take stuff apart. But, you, but I like to figure things out and, and in a way that's good because I figure how to put things back together. And I can build things and I can do these things, which is great in a natural sense. But that can't translate into my trust with God because I can't do it. He has to do it. So I can't figure it out or try to figure it out. I have to trust him even if I don't understand. Even if I don't know what he's going to do. I have to place my full trust in him. Do we believe that he will provide? Twenty-two fifteen says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord. First of all, let me stop here and say, this is Jesus here talking to him. Angels can't swear by themselves. This is God himself meeting with. It says an angel of the Lord, but this is one of those instances where it is the Lord. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessings I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore and your descendants shall possess the gate 
of their enemies. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have done this. That thing that we're holding on to, that promise, or whatever it is that we're struggling to place on the altar, do you understand that he will say, because you have placed it on the altar, it will come to pass. See, that's what I've, I've, oh, this, this spoke to me. Because he's telling him, because you've placed it on the altar, this was a step in my accomplishing what I wanted to do in your life. If it's not placed on the altar, it probably isn't going to happen, or at least through you. Because you have done this thing. Because you have let go of your hold on this thing that I've promised over you and let me hold on to it, given it to me, put your full trust in who I am and what I can do. Now this thing is going to happen. Because you haven't held on to this thing more than you've held on to me. Because you haven't trusted this more than you've trusted me. Now I will do it. Are we willing to put our full faith and our trust in God? And again, I know we all say that. We all yeah. But are we really handing it over to him? Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.